You're listening to Grace for the Grind, brought to you by CLB North American Mission. We're here to encourage and equip you through the ups and downs of life and ministry, because each of us needs some grace for the grind. Welcome to another episode of Grace for the Grind. I'm Dan Stenberg. And I'm Mike Natal. And we are your hosts. Today, we welcome back to the podcast a, a friend of the podcast. We, we were going back and counting. We think, we think this is the, the most we've ever had someone on. This is your, your quad, Pete, your fourth time on. Welcome, Brandon. Thank you for joining us today. Yes, thank you for having me. Four times. Uh-oh. Yeah, man. So Brandon was with us in episodes 31, 86, and 148. If you would like to go back and just get some ideas to where he's at. But but Brandon is our new director of North American Missions. And so we just wanted to, to welcome you back in. You've got some great ideas for Easter. We're looking forward to talking to you about that and some of the stuff that the Synod is offering for helps for pastors. So thanks for coming on, man. This is great. Yes. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to just talking with you guys today. So our icebreaker question to help our listeners get to know you a little bit better, even though this is your fourth time on. Brandon, what is your favorite family activity? What is your favorite thing to do with your family? Oh, man. Go out to eat. Anywhere in particular that you guys like, that you frequently visit? Everywhere. But like we take turns just going out. I mean, we go out to eat probably too much, but... When the kids pick, you know, we now live in Fergus. So the place that they probably would like to go to the most is, and for all you LB people out there in Fergus, you know, all the options that we have here, but my kids pick the Hunan the most. Okay. Authentic <laughs> okay. Chinese food. Yes. Authentic yes. Chinese food. Authentic. Nice. And then- uh, Authentically American Chinese yeah. food. Yeah. But for their birthdays, when we go out to eat too, because that's one of our things each on every one of our kids' birthdays they pick a place to go eat and we go out to eat as a family. And for that, I think our favorite is probably just Texas Roadhouse, you know, mm. those breads and the butter and it's unlimited. That cinnamon butter is insane. It's so good. Oh my goodness. So yeah. good. What's your family thing that you and Lindsay do together? Uh, Legos. Legos? We enjoy doing Legos. Yeah. For most of our listeners, they know that Lindsay has been dealing with an autoimmune disease now for about three years. So Going out still causes a little bit of anxiety due to that she finds difficult in sitting. And so going out to eat and stuff like that isn't really as enjoyable for her. So we found uh, some comfort in having date night Lego nights, which has been fun. Awesome, man. Yeah, we, uh, there's a few things I like doing with my family, but, uh, one of the main things is we have a, a weekly, like pizza movie night. So we'll make pizza or we'll order pizza in, but often we're making it and then we'll just choose something and just sit down and eat pizza, watch a movie together. It's nice. What was on the docket for the movie last week? Uh, We have been making our way through Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the season out on Disney Plus currently, but one of my boys is reading the book, so I've been getting on him because he's not done yet. We only have one episode left, and it's like, bro, you've got to finish this thing so that we can actually all just finish this season together. You're killing me, Smalls. But other than that, yeah, I mean, we uh, there's so many options out there these days, so we just kind of pick something. Sometimes I'll make him watch a movie that I watched as a kid, and sometimes we watch some newer stuff. Equal opportunity lenders, man. Aaron makes a good pizza. I've been at your house for that, so that makes sense that you guys would just make your own. So here's something that she started doing 
So when we were out visiting the Natals, Mike gave Karen some sourdough starter, and she has started making sourdough pizzas, like individual personalized ones, and then like in a done in a, a cast iron pan. So it like cooks it so it's nice and flat and small and she can make them individually for us. And it, it takes a little bit more time, but like she, they can pump out pretty quickly because they're so thin that they just cook so fast. And because it's sourdough, it doesn't affect me as bad. Uh, pizza will often like give me some kind of indigestion, which I'm totally down to experience because pizza's delicious, but uh, it's better with the, with the sourdough. So shout out to the towels and their, uh, their sourdough starter there. And that's been, so that's. It took the boys a little bit to get used to it, but they're fine with it now, and it's delicious. So, yeah. There you go. Brandon, in a couple months, you'll get to experience that, babe. Yeah. That's going to be the life. Coming over, having some pizza at the Natal's, some nice steak. It's going to be great. We're going to have a blast. I love that you just called him babe. That was hey, that was fantastic. It's Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's <laughs> Day. It is Valentine's Day. <laughs> no, we're not. Oh no, man, that's no. That's going to stay in. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. All right, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the episode today, as we have Brandon on. Brandon, can you tell us about the helps that the synod is offering for churches as we prep for Easter? Yeah, North American Missions has been working with the Department of Communications, and we put out three uh, postcards that you can look at it online, and then you can tell us what you'd want these postcards to say. We've designed them, but then we can put your church's name, address, service times, and basically we design the three postcards for you, and then we will send it back to you, and all you have to do is print them off. And we format them into the right size so that you can just have them printed off and then drop them off at your local post office, and you can tell the post office the range that you want to have. And it's actually cheaper to do it that way because when they deliver to every single house, it's cheaper. So you just pick a radius around your church or around your community, and you'll have it sent out to you. And then the other thing we did with the two is, if you want, we'll also send you that postcard that we sent you, we'll also send you that same image that you can use for your PowerPoint for the Easter service as well. So it kind of connects people. It connects with what you sent to their house and they'll be familiar with it. So like I said, there's three different options you can choose from. A little peek behind the veil for us, if you wouldn't mind. What was that conversation like between you and Tim? How did that vision come about for this project? We'd been doing it um, at Emmaus Road in DeWitt. We just thought like, you know, it's it's actually quite cheap to advertise through Facebook. And there too, you can pick easily who you want to target on Facebook. And that's a great way of doing it as well. And we did that. But we also thought, man, what would it cost us to put one in every single mailbox? Mm -hmm. And then receiving something in the mail just means something because we've kind of moved away from that. So now it's like... It's almost like, you know, how the pendulum swings back and forth. It kind of, yep. but we were doing that in DeWitt and we were getting great success for it. But we also thought it's not that easy to do sometimes. So mm -hmm. if you're a pastor at a solo church, or even if you have another pastor on staff, but okay, what if I don't know how to design something? What if what I design isn't that great? How do I actually go about doing this? And in my opinion, when you're busy doing funerals and weddings and you have Easter coming, you have all these commitments that you already have throughout every week. I think that for a pastor, it's hard to be creative when 
you're already using lots of energy throughout a week. So went to Tim, said, Tim, you think we could do this and offer this up? And he was like, absolutely. And then I said, how many do you think we should make? Should we just do one? Thinking, hey, this could be a lot of work because if, you know, if 30 to 50 churches, which would be amazing, used it, the graphics are already there for you. We do all the work. All you got to do is give us your service times and some information. Oh, and you can also put a little blurb on the back of it. You can say something like, Calvary Church would like to invite you to worship with us on Easter. We look forward to you being our guest and worshiping Jesus and and enjoying the resurrection. Something you could be anything, and then you can sign it from Pastor Daniel. So, but you tell us that stuff, then we send it to you all finished up, and all you have to do is take that file to a printing place. They'll print it. You take it over there. And Tim and I were just talking about how, man, it's hard to get that done when you're doing everything else. And that's where the idea came from. I'm pretty excited about it. We have already signed up, so we're going to be getting some of those things. We hadn't even thought about doing the mailing before. At first, we might do the mailing thing. We haven't fully nailed that down yet, but just having the ability to print out cards for like advertisements at the Easter egg hunt and stuff that we do, mm-hmm. having something that in the history, in the past, I've just always had to design it, right? It's been on me and it's been one more thing. I had to get done early enough so that we could get things out soon enough. And so it was just really nice to be like, all right. I can pick one of these well-done designs and just go from here. And so pretty excited about that help. And so thank you for offering that, man. Yeah. And one of the things you just said is like, well, we can hand them out. We did that too. So we would put them out on our tables leading up for the month before Easter and hope that each family would take three to five and that you would mm. be giving to people. And then they would also get one in the mail. Now, some of that starts to add up. So you have to be able to yep. sure you have a budget, but- we wanted to do both and we thought, hey, how do we do both? Well, you're going to, we'll hand them out. They're going to get one in the mail and hopefully it works out. And mm-hmm. there is room on the back of them too, to where like, if you were going to hand it out that you could write a note to someone, hey, I'll be at this service. We'd love to have you join me. It doesn't have to be a complicated thing to write out. It's just a simple invite to somebody. And I think that's an inviting way to go. Yeah, no, it's great. And it's nice for us too. Like it allows us to support one of our local businesses. So Mm -hmm. we've like fostered a relationship with them and they do all our printing. And it's not, I mean, sometimes they've just given us our printings for free, which has been awesome just as a a thank you to the church for for helping. I'm not saying everyone's going to do that or that they need to do that, but it has been fun to like have a place that we just get our printing done through and just be able to foster like that relationship has been pretty cool. But I just thank you, man, for doing that and for putting those things together. It's it's great. Those are big helps. And one of the things that we were talking about, so you and I were talking about this and Easter, and, and you brought up a good point. You said that often we push towards advertising our Easter services like this card, right? Which is understandable and good and important for us to do. But then now that we have all of these people in the building what are we inviting them back to was the question that you asked. And I kind of sat in that for a minute and I was like, you know, that's that's a good point. Normally, I'm just so excited that we've got to Easter and I can like breathe again. I'm not really always thinking about what comes next. So can you just tell us about your thoughts there? Like where are you going with that question? Yeah. So you put so much work into an event and just so we know, I'm not calling Easter an event, but right. it's one of our two services a year that churches do that you know you're going to get more people than your normal Sunday morning. And a lot of times we'll do different things throughout the year and I'll look back at them and I'll say, 
man, how could we do that better? Well, you know what? Sometimes you did that event really well and, and it worked really well. And there's not so much a way of doing it better. Like it doesn't always have to be better. Hey, that was that was great. It built community and it helped us meet new people. Uh, we worshiped Jesus, whatever it is, and we enjoyed it. So then it becomes for when I was pastoring, it just became, well, now that Easter came and went, it's kind of like, what do we do next? Like, how do we right. get them to come back to our church? And one time I was listening to this entrepreneur, his name is Gary V, and he was interviewing a guy named John Taffer. And they were talking about in the restaurant business, how it is so hard to get somebody to come back to your restaurant a second, third or fourth time. And I started thinking, man, that's kind of like that with the church as well. And I know it's the two different entities, okay? Church and mm-hmm. restaurant are not the same. I just got, I feel like I have to preface, like someone's going to be like, well, we're not, we're not a restaurant. <laughs> you know, like we're not charging for the bread and wine. So it's not a restaurant. Right. So, right. so they said that if you had a perfect dining experience, when a customer comes in and they have a perfect dining experience, they only get 40% of the people back. Now, whoa, okay. You know, that's kind of a good return, actually. I thought not to them. Mm-hmm. So basically they, I'm going to do it real quickly, but what they did was, they said the first time they came in, the wait staff was trained to talk to them. And then they got to the point where they found it was their first time in and they comped them one of their meals. Mm. At the end of the meal, when they found they enjoyed it, they said, hey, next time you come in, they wrote or gave them a card that said, next time you come in, get this dish. We'll, we're going to give you 5 or $10 off. And then people will come back because, hey, I just had a good meal. And now they're giving me, a, they're treating me like I'm special. Yeah, right. So then when they come in with their handwritten note or or a little card that's in a certain color and it says $5 off. They now know that this person is their second trip in. They get the meal, yeah. they enjoy it. They have a great time. And right before they leave, the waiter comes up and says, Hey, was it good? Yeah, it was great. Or the manager comes up and they say, Hey, if you enjoyed that next time you come in, have one of our desserts on us. And the whole reason for it was, and they, they had another step too, but the, the whole reason was if I can get them to come three or four times, they become regulars. That kind of hit with us. Mm. It hit with us in the sense of like, man, how do we get people to not just come to Easter or not just Christmas? Right. So we started to look at Easter and we would say, what events follow the Easter season? So not to put you and Mike on the spot, but what holidays and events follow Easter? Mother's Day, Father's Day, Fourth of July. Yeah, those are the uh, Memorial Day, I guess, comes to mind. But Memorial Day tends to be a underattended <laughs> generally. Yeah. I guess those are the the ones that immediately pop into my brain. Yep. Yep. Also confirmation, mm-hmm. things like that. Even, even you might think, well, does someone who's not connected come to confirmation? Here's how you got to think of that. Well, if grandma and grandpa just happened to come on Easter and then, or a next door neighbor, and then they knew someone's being confirmed, they might come that Sunday as well. So we try to, yeah. we, we have a potluck go, following, you know, suck them in with food, that kind of thing. Okay. Let, let me go off on a little tangent then, since you just said a potluck. One of the, the things we use as a measurement for a healthy church is how early can we get someone to come to church and how long can we get them to stay afterwards? So if mm. you do a potluck or if you have donuts and coffee, you want to know if you have a healthy congregation how early are people coming before the church service started and how long did you get them to stay? Now, and you maybe can't get it on both ends, 
But if you have people showing up beforehand, just hanging out, having a coffee, eating a donut, or they're sticking around for 30, 40 minutes afterwards, you know, I remember just saying to our staff, don't turn the lights off. We don't need a signal for them that it's time to go home. Stay as long, like, let's just stay there and talk with them because we have them there. And it's the same idea. Once they're there, what can we do with it? So going back, you listed Father's Day, Mother's Day. We said confirmation. There could be a graduation. There's a few other ones that that fall in there. We just made these cards and we'd print them off and it would say something like, join us for these upcoming events on one side. And on the other side, we'd have four or five things that were coming up and there would be a little box that you could check off and people would put on their fridges. Church people would put it on their fridges as reminders or even new people would be given to them. For us, here's what we did. I think it went Mother's Day, Father's Day, Confirmation, VBS, and then we did a pool party, okay? Mm, nice. And then at the pool party, so that, that would be like the four or five, okay? And I'm just going to tell you, then when they came to the pool party, we'd give them a brand new card that said, come to our school kickoff, which if you're listening to this whole podcast, just so you know, we do plan on making three of these cards a year for churches. We're going to hope to do one for Christmas, for Easter, and then back to school or or kickoff seasons. So, okay, well, if I invite someone back for Mother's Day, what does that look like? You know, what am I inviting them to? Well, it takes a little work and a little effort. What we did for Mother's Day was we would say, hey, we'd love to have you come back for Mother's Day. On Mother's Day, here's how we celebrate Mother's Day. We say to all the kids or people in the building, to the fathers, on Mother's Day, everyone puts on their nicer clothes and we don't ask mom to dress us. You know, like, hey, mom, I really want to... <laughs> I really want to wear dress clothes on this day because, you know, most kids, they don't. I mean, not all, but most. So, hey, on this day, before your mom even thinks about giving you clothes, walk up to her and say, hey, mom, what would you like me to wear on Mother's Day? And then what we would do is this. We would set up a little photo booth. I mean, if you have an iPhone, you have enough for a photo booth. You want to get fancier? You can. We'd put some a chair or two out or like a chair out. And then mom would sit in the chair and everybody would stand around her and there could be a banner or some flowers. And it really didn't take very much to do that. And then we'd post all those photos on Facebook and they could come and take them off or like just snag them. Mm-hmm. Pretty good event, right? Yeah. Doesn't take a lot of money. Right. Do it. Low impact yep. too. And we'd also have a little table out with Mother's Day, like desserts and things like that, you know. A lot of women like chocolates, so we put chocolates out. And yep. So then for Father's Day, you know, Father's Day tends to be one of the Sundays that's not as well attended throughout the calendar year. If you look at it, what we did for Father's Day is we did, and we won't go through all these holidays, but I'll give you this one. But for Father's Day, we did Build a Burger Day, where at following the service, we made burgers and then we put out a table full of toppings for burgers. Like, what toppings do you guys like? An egg. Mm. Yeah, dude. Egg, a little bacon, some lettuce, a oh, little, little special sauce. Those onion straws. Onion straws are nice. Yeah, dude. Bro. What else? Because we did all those. What else you got? Ketchup, mayo, mustard, yep. uh, Thousand Island dressing. Did them all. Grilled veg, caramelized onions. Did those. Yeah. And then you can even buy the Big Mac sauce nowadays. I don't know if you knew that. But yep. Yeah. We did all of those and it was it would be like that. And then- when you're done eating your food, we... Just a question. Would it be sacrilegious to put Chick-fil-A sauce on a burger? Because you can buy that by the tub now, too. Yeah, and my tub? family, like, yeah, like yeah. It's, you can get it. 
like a ketchup like a squeeze container, bottle. like a squeeze yeah. bottle of it. Yeah. Yeah. Meant for chicken, but dude, I bet it would taste real good on a burger. We buy that. I thought you meant like like a big old mail tub it came and I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean maybe into it. maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so we just thought anything we we put jalapenos out there. We put dip, like yep. three different types of cheeses. And you don't have to do all that, but we wanted to make it special. Instead of build a bear, it was build a burger. And then That's what great. we did after that was for Father's Day, we'd spend a little bit of money, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. We would do an, a second event on the same day called Dunk Your Daddy. We would get a dunk tank <laughs> and your dad would go in the dunk tank and you could throw balls at him and the kids loved it. And dads got to be cool with their, with their kids. And, and it was awesome. And you sit here and you say, man, what's this have to do with Jesus? And it's, man, you're building community. You're yep. getting people to come into your church more than once. You're getting people yep. to see that you're all normal. I mean, if you're a pastor and you're listening, I just want you to hear something. How many of those little kids would think it's really cool? to throw a ball at a target to hit the pastor, you know, and Mm -hmm. it just creates those moments. So like, that's what we would do. And and now I lived in DeWitt, Iowa, and and it was a little bit cheaper to do this, but we would then you go through this whole car, different things, VBS, like I said, other things that we were already doing, we could rent out the pool. I think they rent out the whole pool for two hours, like 200 bucks. Oh my goodness. And then it was like a night swim. So it was super fun. Well, nice. we did we did that one year, and then we're like, well, how do we? Because we're inviting people, how do we make it better? Well, let's tailgate beforehand, yeah. and we have food out there, and, <laughs> and and it just became like so. You know, it's like man, you, everything you're saying costs money or it costs, takes energy, and it does. But these things provide continued community, and I'll just ask you guys, yeah. what is that we strive for when we're looking for disciple making tools? When we're looking to build connections. What do we need? Community connections. Community. Yeah. 100%. Yep. Being in each other's lives. Yeah. I mean, those are all great ideas, which is great. I mean, it's just cool to be able to think about other ways to build community. And those are the resources that we need to share with other people so that they can say, yeah, you know, I never thought about that. That's something that I would definitely be able to utilize. And they just, you know, like for me, the hamster wheel is going, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm thinking about. And the other part of Mm -hmm. it is, the only extra work you really need to do for Easter, because Easter's already busy, is just have that card prepared. And you don't have mm-hmm. to do three or four events like we did. It kept on growing into stuff. But what happened too is you'll we would see this our busier time of the year was was when we had like when we because we tracked our attendance numbers, that would be a busy time of the season for us mm. because people were coming. They that we're gonna go to Mother's Day at church. We're gonna go, we're gonna do Father's Day. Instead of stay home and make waffles or something, what I don't know people do, we're going to go to church. And I remember that one of the years we had so many people come to Father's Day. It wasn't Easter, but it was like one of our highest attended Sundays. And just think about that. Father's Day was one of our highest yeah. attended Sundays. The panic of having to go out and get more burgers because you underestimated how many dads were going to oh. be there. Yeah, isn't that great? It would be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a great problem to have, man. Agreed. So, and behind this again, it's not a to-do list. It's just how do I continue to connect with people? If I got them to come to Easter and they enjoyed it, how can I get them to come back? Your regulars are going to be coming back no matter what, but it gives us something to invite to. And as we go throughout our everyday lives and we're building relationships, it gives an 
And that's what we do, right? We go through our everyday lives. We intertwine our lives into the lives of our coworkers, our next door neighbors, our family members. And it gives us one more thing to invite someone to. So when you want to get that word out, is it a tangible card that you give people at events or are there other ways in which you share this news? Are there announcements in church, maybe emails, word of mouth? I mean, what seems to be the best way of giving out those invitations that you're talking about? What we did was, and and I'm hopefully I'm remembering all this correctly, but what we did was on Easter when you were leaving, our ushers would stand by the exit door. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would have these cards like on the we didn't do bulletins. So some of these cards would be on the chairs just sitting there. And then some would be on the tables in the atrium. But like I said, as people were leaving, we'd give them a physical card just as they left. Obviously, it was on Facebook or I don't even know if we used our website for that stuff, but we would just make sure we put that card in their hand, especially when we're making announcements and we would hold the card up front and just really reference it. That's awesome, man. So you've talked about how like attendance was building, right? Like you you said Mm -hmm. numbers would, would increase. What was the fruit from the people in your church during this time, right? Like, I mean, how many of these people and these new these groups that would come to these bigger events, how many of them like stayed? Like what was your retention rate with that? But, but also just what was the fruit that you saw in your congregation? I don't know exactly like retention rate because, you know, but here's what would happen. It was a growing season for our church almost every year. Mm -hmm. um, And more than just the numbers though, it grew community. Mm -hmm. It was where you wanted to be. Like you wanted to spend Mother's Day with your friends and from church and, so I would say the fruits that came from it were, A, we provided a fun place to be on a, on a holiday for some people who maybe didn't have a place to be. Sure. Realize that every time they come to church, they're hearing the word preached. So if we use Mother's yep. Day to have a few more people come in and they get to hear the gospel on Mother's Day, then we did well. And the same mm. thing with Father's Day. So the biggest fruit is that ears heard. Yeah. Yep. Faith comes by hearing you know? Mm -hmm. And so I would say that's the biggest fruit, you know, second one, we definitely grew, man. Yeah. Here's what happens when people come to your church two, three times, they meet people. And every time they meet another person in the body of Christ, it becomes more familiar and easier to go there. In youth ministry, Mm -hmm. they used to always talk about like, I think it was like tag five or tag seven. You know, if there was five to seven different people who had a relationship with this certain kid in your church, they're more likely to stay through high school or stay in the church. It's the same thing. Each time they come, hopefully they're seeing other people that they know. Oh, I didn't realize that person goes here. Oh, I didn't realize this. And then like I went there for Easter and it was comfortable. I went there for mother's day. It was easy. You know, it's just a familiarity. And I think once that's one of the, the fruits of it was, I think people just became familiar with being around us. You know, oh, I didn't know church could be like this. Right. You know, and here's one more thing about this. You want to talk about a fruit? Like, it's hard to be creative to come up with ways for or reasons for people to come to your church. Yep. Hey, my pastor's doing a special sermon. You should come and hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Or, hey, my church is having Build a Burger and Dunk Your Daddy. Right. 
They came, they heard, they might've came for a burger, but they got the real Jesus. Mm. Yeah. So they got the message preached. So how do we see Easter? We see Easter as time for us to proclaim the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is what Easter is all about. Yeah. We're not trying to take anything away from it. But as people leave, for some reason, they came through the door once. Can we invite them to come back to something a second, third, or fourth time? Right. And begin to feel like a regular. Yeah. So if people want more resources, Brandon, or if they want to maybe pick your brain about it, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you as we wrap up? Yeah, you can always get a hold of me at bpangman at clb.org. You can call me too as well. So Nice. And that number is 218-739-3336. So that's the Synod phone number. I thought you were giving out your cell phone number. I was like, this is going to be great. No, I was yeah. going to, I, I got Daniel Denver's <laughs> phone number memorized. I was going to give it Daniel's number. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. All right. Well, as we wrap up, take this benediction with you guys. Uh, it's Hebrews 13, 20, and 21. I, I figured this was pretty good to go along with our Easter motif. It says, now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Brandon, thanks for being such a great guest today. We look forward to the impact that this is going to have on our listeners. Thanks to you guys in communications and in NAM for putting together this mailer. If you didn't get that mailer, I would recommend uh, you reach out to uh, the Synodical office, and I'm sure they would be happy to get that information out to you. Brandon, you got any last words or anything for us? Yes, you said mailer, and it was an email, so check your email boxes. You can also find the link on clba.org or on the on the website. There's a link to it on there as well. So Yes. Sweet. All right. That's going to wrap it up. This has been another great episode on Grace for the Grind. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We would appreciate it if you shared this podcast with a friend, colleague, or loved one. And we hope that you'll hit that notification bell so that the next time a podcast drops, you are one of the first ones to listen to it. We will catch you next time. Adios. Thanks for listening to this episode of Grace for the Grind, a CLB North American Mission podcast. For more resources like this, visit clbforge.org.